Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer Asiasen and Mike Valenti. All right, we are back. So now we can get to the league news. There's so much to talk about. Let's just dive in. Let's get to the rundown. This is the NFL Rundown. Oh, boy. Boomer, we got a lot, lot of ground to cover. Let's start in Baltimore because it's like a football world. If you're not in the playoffs, centers around Lamar Jackson, Baltimore, Greg Roman, Offensive coordinator out in Baltimore. Okay, so you go, all right, well, I guess Lamar's gone then. Nope. John Harbaugh says, oh, no, we want Lamar, and he's going to get input. One problem. Greg Roman's the only offensive coordinator who would ever design an offense like this. What What is your read on this? You know, it's a weird thing because last year it was Wink Martindale who got pushed out of there. Right. And thankfully for the Giants, they got Wink and you know, kind of fixed the defense a little bit. But, you know, this year with Greg Roman leaving, this kind of caught me off guard. It really did. Makes no sense. And there's got to be other things that are percolating underneath the surface there in Baltimore. As I heard the same thing that you heard from John Harbaugh saying he's 200% our quarterback and he is going to have input into the OC. And I'm like, wait a minute, time out. Shouldn't the contract come first? Thank you. And then the input comes second if, in fact, he's going to stay there? That's why I don't believe him. I don't I don't believe him either. But then again, you know, stranger things have happened. I Could know. this be the Russell Wilson situation? Could this be uh, the Deshaun Watson situation? Is there a team out there that is willing to go for Lamar Jackson and change everything? But what offensive coordinator? I, I don't want to sound slanderous, but, like, what OC would want to work with him and be charged with – Throwing it 600 times. Like, what What does Lamar want? Well, he, I would think that John Harbaugh already has that guy in mind. I, I have to believe that you don't do something like this unless you have the perfect person in mind. All right, so Lamar, if you're in charge now, we're at the point of sign, tag, trade. Where are you at? Not the Ravens, you. Well, <laughs> there's a compelling case to be made for the Jets. 
because Woody Johnson wants a big-time quarterback. I got something even better. But then again, if you go to the Jets, you have a problem because you're off, your wide receivers were already disgusted with the quarterback. Well, Elijah Moore would be boarding a rocket to space. But the interesting thing is, you know, the Jets are out there looking for offense coordinators, and the coordinators that they have had in here that they have interviewed don't match up to no. Lamar Jackson. So I don't think that's going to happen. You but, want one? Uh, give me one. I, 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 last week, people, he charged me with this. He goes, but where is he going? I, I thought about this. I'm sick. Here's a perfect spot. It's a coach we love. It's a franchise who needs a QB. And they already have a Baltimore-esque running scheme. NFC. Commanders. Uh-uh. Better. Better team, better infrastructure, better coach. Saints. Same division. Oh. Atlanta. Atlanta. Artie. The Artie party. The Artie party. Yes. The ground scheme he's already built. You have a couple nice weapons, right? Pitts. Maybe we can re-engage his career. What are they committed to? Desmond Ritter? No way. So then you're saying that the, Greg Roman could come down to uh, Atlanta. He it's could be a party. The coordinator, and you could trade him out of the conference. So you don't see him in the playoffs unless you see him in the Super Bowl. Not bad. And maybe Lamar is happy by going to Atlanta. He's a Florida kid. Right. Okay, talk to me. Is that insane? Uh, no, it's not insane. That's given not the bad. Fact, given the fact that they tried to do it with Marcus Mariota this right. year. Right. Now, all of a sudden, you have this electric player. And the other thing, too, let's face it, business-wise for the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Blank. This would be a, a fit. That would be perfect. Got so, a yeah. big stadium to fill, and you got boxes to sell. And you need a personality to do that. And that's exactly what Lamar Jackson would be. And, like, I think you'd be meeting all the expectations with both teams if, in fact, Baltimore does trade. And you would think that Atlanta has enough assets to send Baltimore. You know, sometimes a squirrel finds a nut. Maybe you should be a GM. Uh, listen, I, hey, Howie Roseman never never uh, was a big-time football player. He did it. You know, Mike, i got to be honest. I never even thought about the Atlanta Falcons. It's not I bad. don't know why. Maybe just because they're off the radar with me. But when I think now that you lay it out the way you did with the running game and the way that they mm. were able to stay in games this year, even with a Marcus Mariota that was holding them back in the passing game, this would be electric. And, and you're talking about Lamar on turf inside. Out of the <laughs> AFC. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, makes, All right. makes sense. Let's go to Tampa. A lot to discuss there. Start out, basically every assistant's been fired. Byron Leftwich, the headliner, offensive coordinator. All right, start with, if this is a complete rebuild, Tom's gone. Right? This, this sounds like a complete retool. Yeah, 100%. It looks that way. And, again, you know, they are right in the right position. I don't know, get some guy in there, reasonable quarterback, and have the worst record in football and come away with Caleb Williams next year. And I know you talk about your guy at uh, North Carolina. Drake May? Yeah. Whatever. But, but I'm Caleb's just, uh, great. Caleb's going to be the number one pick overall. I, I have no doubt in my mind. And could you imagine Tampa Bay, you know, biting the bullet this year yep. and maybe having the worst record in football and then coming out of the draft next year in 2024 with Caleb Williams? And the smartest but, thing they could do, and it takes guts to do it, you got to liquidate assets. They got players people would want. It means Vita Vea. It means Devin White. It means you need to begin building draft capital. 100%. And then you, and that draft capital then supports your young quarterback Correct. if, in fact, you do that. Now, a lot of this is going to depend on who they you know, hire as an offense coordinator. Who are they going to have as their quarterback? It ain't going to be Blaine Gabbert for sure. We know that. Please don't so do that to America. But I don't know who they're you – know, they could draft one again this year. But I think if they really take a – 
a look and they expand their vision, they can look to 2024 and think that maybe if they get they do have the worst record in football, they're going to have to deal with a lot of headaches and heartaches. But at the end of the day, you're going to get the ultimate prize, and that is a can't-miss quarterback that will ignite your fan base for the next 12 years. Where's Tom going? I mean, I, I, I've I scoured the uh, interwebs, but we don't need to. You already know where he's going, so just tell America. <laughs> I'm news. saying Las Vegas. I'm saying uh, <sighs> reunite with uh, Josh McDaniels. Uh, this is a team that's uh, in a very difficult division. This is a team that worst you know, defensive football, but they also need a finisher at quarterback. That's that's been their biggest problem. They get out to these big leads and then they lose these leads, yeah. and then they're unable on offense to come back in the fourth quarter and win these games. And that's where Tom Brady comes in. Well, and you, you take a look business. at the offense. You take a look at the offense, and then you take a look at you know Las Vegas, and you want to sell a team, business. and you want to yes. And you want to have the Super Bowl in your home stadium, and you want to be a part of that. The best way to do that is to sign Tom Brady at a maybe one year, fifty million dollar deal, and let's call it a day. Oh God! All right, I, I guess I just I've I've had it. I I just can. I can. I I got. I know you're addicted. You are. You love it. You're such a great player, such a great personality, and for somebody like me who has covered him his entire career. And has watched every major game he's been in, has analyzed games that he's been in, and have watched this thing unfold. I, I don't want it to end. And I don't want it to end for Aaron Rodgers either, by the way. Oh, we're going to get to him. I'm sure uh, we will. Uh, so let's let's do this now. I know you have the answer. I know where I want him to go, but the ownership is too awful to do it. But where does Sean Payton go? Or does he sit it out? Um, he may go to Houston. Doesn't seem like it fits, right? Oh, I mean, they have draft capital. They have a lot of draft but capital. But the organization's a wreck. Well, that Nick Casario knows Sean Payton. You know, that's that whole Belichick Parcells thing. And don't think that Parcells doesn't have his hand in this. Oh, I know. I, I think once the uh, Chargers decided to stay with Brandon Staley. That's where he needs to be. <laughs> He's not going there. No, I'm just, hold on, work with me for a minute. Just, just you're... You're the Chargers. You have Justin Herbert. You're going to ruin this kid. You have the ability to go, Sean Payton, would you like to live in L.A., make $20 million a year, and you get Justin Herbert. Do whatever you want. What are we doing? This is where I can't stand the Spanoses. Did you hear what Anthony Lynn had to say about his time in, in tell, as the Charger head coach? people. Basically said, I didn't really get the support that I needed from ownership and I think he's with the 49ers now, yeah. and he was talking about how this is unbelievable. We have everything that we need here to be successful, and this team is committed to winning, taking a shot at the Chargers. Now here are the Chargers now trying to go with their third offensive yep. coordinator in Justin Herbert's fourth year. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, they're running a lemonade stand. It just it drives me insane. Um, all right, explain how Staley didn't get fired. You play your starters in a meaningless game. You get Mike Williams killed. Then you go out. Oh, wait. We desperately need Mike Williams for that one first down, for that one 50-50 ball. He's not available because Boy Wonder played him. They blow a 27-0 lead, and somehow Joe Lombardi's the one who gets blamed? I Help me. All right. I'm going to try to help you, and you may not like what I'm going to say, but here's what I hear on the streets of the NFL and the coaching market and the ownership uh streets and boulevards is that uh, the Spanos family and their general manager, Telesco, they actually do really like Brandon Stanley. Oh, that's I'm touching. Just telling you, they really like him as a person and as a coach. I'm, that's, I'm just telling you flat out. I'm not mad at you. I'm upset at the situation. It's not me. That's I know. Them. 
You don't make the news. You report it. I'm just trying to report it, and then you can react to it. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. How the hell is that guy still there? You know, I wish I wish more teams would be more stable, especially when you have talent like Justin Herbert has. He's a once-in-a-lifetime prospect. Right, and you're already now going on to his third coach, uh, which is going to be really difficult, unless they get somebody in there that has some sort of ties to him or they run an offense that is similar to what he has just run, just call it differently. But, um, yeah, I, I, I understand where you come from and I understand your frustration. And if I were a Charger fan, I would feel the same way. Um, but I'm just telling you what the realities are on the ground in L.A. Yeah. between the coach and the ownership. All right, let's just get this one out of the way. So the announcement made this week, five teams are going to play games overseas, Germany, London, no Mexico City this year. Uh, the reason I bring it to you is we've heard, oh, eventually there's going to be a team in Europe, or Goodell himself has said about, a you know, divisionally it'd be easy. Boomer, in the next decade, say, do you think we see this NFL Europe thing happen? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Unless they, unless they want to take Saudi money and you have or, you know, uh, Russian oligarch money and allow them to own the teams, ah. which, you know, I wouldn't put past the NFL. But I, I don't think in the next 10 years we'll see a division over there, but we'll continue to see this because those cities over there uh, in Europe are paying for the NFL to bring the games there. Uh, I want to ask you about this one, and it was a long-form piece about Howie Roseman, GM in Philly. Um, he built the Super Bowl team, <laughs> tore it down, built it back up, best roster in the league. And I want I wanted to ask you this. So if is he the single best GM in the league, and if not, who is? Well, John Lynch is right there with him. Okay. I mean, you know, San Francisco, when John and Kyle got there, you know, they were the depths of the NFL, and they have rebuilt that franchise. John's into- a better drafter. Howie might be better in the acquisition In the phase. free agents or the yeah. trades or things just, of that nature. Yeah, just non-drafting because Howie's had some real bad picks. Well, they also had the Carson Wentz situation that he had to get that team out from under, which he did. And then yep. he drafted uh, Jalen Hurts, which uh, turned out to be a great draft yep. pick at a very uh, uh, cheap draft pick when you look second at the salary. round pick. Yeah, it's amazing. So I was a second-round pick, too. So it's not so bad. But I will say that uh, Howie is right there with John Lynch. Um you know, I do think that there are a lot of good teams around the league that have really good GMs that are not guys that are looking for headlines. Would you go horrible. Eric DaCosta? He's another good one. Yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Again, what do all these teams now have in common? They all have stability in common. Hey, same thing in New England. Yep. You know, you can say whatever you want about not going back to the Super Bowl or anything else, but since Tom Brady left, I mean, they still are a very competitive team, and they are stable. And for the first time in a long time, they're looking for an offense coordinator, which is the right thing to do. All right, final word. Give us a good 30 seconds here. What do you got? You know what? I'm, I'm looking at the San Francisco and Cincinnati teams because I thought and I still believe that they are going to be the Super Bowl representatives. They're going to have their hands full this week. I can't wait for these games. And the other team that I'm really looking at to see how they react to all this pressure is going to be your New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. It is going to be a just wild scene down there in Philly. Well, hopefully. I'm sure it'll be a warm reception. Loving fans. Guys, enjoy the games. We're right down to it now. Divisional weekend will be in the books. We will be back with you next week. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.